You're listening to Season 4 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer podcasts, writing, and any other content, visit bgn.fm. Let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast. Uh, not even any more mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, I'm just the guy that talks first, it's Evan Valala, and we'll get back to the other thing later. Uh, also here, <laughs> it's the two people that have been holding the fort together while the other two hosts of the show have an existential crisis, Chuck Booth here. Hello, yeah, I am here somehow, yep. some way. Alive with the spirit of love. Uh, and also here, um, it's Justin Ashcraft. Yeah, happy Pride Month, boys. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Um, hey, you know, guys, I opened Spotify this morning on my way to work, as I want to do. And I saw that a band that hasn't put out music in a while, they're called Balancing Composure, put out an album. And I went, oh, wow, that's really amazing. And then I started listening to it and found out that it was basically just kind of instrumental trance stuff that you would do, like, hot yoga to. Which is to say that that was the only thing more disappointing than the Philadelphia Union's 1-1 draw against Cincinnati this weekend. What? Which I also had the pleasure uh, of watching for 90 minutes. Um, that might be um, your yeah. best lead-in ever. You know, I had an epiphany when I was listening to that album this morning, and I went, well, I don't know if this is better or worse than watching the Union get outclassed by Cincinnati <laughs> for 80 minutes, so we'll have to talk about it. So, um, I've actually mm. done hot yoga once, okay. and um, barely survived after oh, just ending well, up on the yoga mat in my pool of my own so sweat. that works out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I want to I get gave, this out of the way so we can talk about the good stuff, I guess. So I, almost gave, I almost gave up halfway through the game. I mean, I kind of uh, watched, but I turned on the PS5 and played some video games yeah. with the, with the game time. on yeah. my computer. Like just, Meanwhile, uh, ES, ESPN um, saved me from the game yeah, because true. apparently I'm not allowed to watch any MLS games on ESPN no, you, Plus I, because I, mm. I'm... While I'm based in Baltimore, somehow I'm blacked out from <laughs> every team in the league. What if they just don't want Maryland to consume their product? I, I mean, I truly don't understand. And like, and after my issue was escalated to level two of ESPN Plus support, it was Ooh. supposed to be resolved in 48 to 72 hours. And so far it is um, Tuesday at 8.44 p.m. and it has not been resolved. Good. Good. That's fine. Um, great customer service. Great customer service. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Like, we come into this game, there's a short bench because we have four kids playing at the U20s, which we'll talk about later, which is great. Love that for them. <laughs> Chris Donovan gets signed on what? Friday? Mm hmm. Which was a weird kind of, oh, hey, he's with the second team, and they really like him. Oh, he signed for the first team. Um, I guess, hilariously, he put in one of the more threatening balls of the whole match for the Union at the end. Um, which would have been just hilarious. So you have a short bench. You start off, I think, really well. You get a goal 11 minutes. Alejandro Bedoya just kind of cuts back in his left foot and buries it in the bottom left corner. And then you just stop trying. Or something. I have no idea. And, and like, this might be Jim's worst managed game definitely this year. But I would struggle to think of another one where they really just looked like garbage for that long. In a while. I will say, like... Besides the play on the field, I mean, yeah. the play on the field is bad right yeah. now and not, not pretty and could be way better. But I will say, I think the um, there there has to be something mentally happening right now. Like, yes. when you've had seven draws in eight games, 
there's something mentally that's happening of like, and when we've gotten the first goal in what, I think I, I think he said during the game, we've played 15 games this season and we've gotten the first goal in 10 of them. Yeah. I mean, so it like wasn't... when you're, when you're doing well at getting the first goal and then you're drawing all these games, <laughs> like it's something mental. Like it, this is not the play on the field. This is, Hey, we're up in the beginning of the game and we're playing well. And like some of those goals have come what in the fifth, fourth, sixth minute of the yep. game. Yep. And then it's like we can't just sit on that. And like I don't know what the deal is with that, but like we the team has to figure out a way to get past the mental hurdle of of getting the first goal and then holding on to the lead. But speaking of hurdles, yep. Well, Paul's I was here. gonna say before Chuck talks, it's the only part of the match against Cincinnati that I enjoyed, and it happened after, and it was because I saw him in the concourse. It's Paul Katrina Jr. Hey, hey there it is. like clear being technical difficulties Woo. and some hitty-spitty Wi-Fi, but glad <laughs> yeah. to be here. Yeah. Uh, glad to be talking with you guys. Assumedly, uh, I, I came in right when Justin was talking about uh, mental stuff, and that is quite appropriate. Um, I, I really... No, for real. No, um, hey, man. Mentally, Paul, talk I your, think talk that talk, this brother. team is so inherently like in the underdog mentality that mm. them operating as really good has somehow hindered their ability to just perform at a required level. They're they're better at playing from behind. They're playing at better. They're better at playing at a disadvantage. They rally around not being good having all the idea ha- having everything figured out yeah chuck counterpoint no one wants to shoot the fucking soccer ball well yeah i mean you have what two and a half three people on the field who just either don't want to play offense or don't know mm. how um mm. and i'm mainly looking at Leon Flock and Nathan Harriel when I say that. Um, hmm. I it, I really don't like saying bad things about Harriel because he is so great at defense. But, See, but Nate shot in the game against Cincy. They were just, this is why you're a defender shots. Like, they weren't anywhere remotely oh, close to target. But it's not, it's not, admittedly, the, it's, it's not the shots. Because if you don't know how to shoot, don't shoot. Uh, well, that, I mean, that that sound. hasn't stopped a couple guys on the team. Well, that's an, another one of those offensive issues when Jose Martinez gets the ball. There but, you go. Um, but, yeah. And the it's... guy playing right wing back for the other team in this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he came, all, he came closer than he came scoring when he played for the Union. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Harris Madunian would get the ball at the middle of, like, 23, 24 yards away? And it was just a quick like sweep of the field in front of him, and he had a diagonal ball that was just played into someone yeah. ready to get on the end of it. Yeah, Jose's not gonna do that even the slightest bit once, not ever. Correct. Yeah, and it's with this with this front three plus Bedoya because he somehow finds a way more often than not to get into the box into good shooting positions. Like if you're just playing enough balls on the ground across the face of goal, something's going to go in the net. But too many of those are coming from only Bedoya and Kai Wagner or the forwards. So it just like, it's just an attack that's far too predictable. Kai, Kai Wagner in this, this was the first time I've had, I feel like in his Philadelphia union career, I have to say he was pretty far from the best player on the field in yeah. this game. Not well, that he was the sure. worst, but somehow, and I don't know how, Ray Gaddis completely neutralized Kai Wagner. And I, like... Kinda, yeah. Man, yeah. Man's a professional. He is, he is. It's true. Um, Tucks his shirt yeah. in and goes to work. <laughs> I think... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. What's happening over there, Paul? <laughs> Not Nothing, just... <laughs> Little throw up in my mouth. Just <laughs> forever. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I 
and just like that, my sickness for Ray made Evan disappear. No, I mean, it really was like, he was a non-factor. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It was... <sighs> and it just once you neutralize that, there's not much else you can really do. Is it is just there? preparing us for the future? Might be. <laughs> Maybe. Unless they well... go get Yago Pikachu, man. Okay. Pikachu oh already moved somewhere else. Like you're for Paul being like, what if we get the the meme name guy, um, uh, the guy who keeps moving? Cause yeah, he's so good. Yeah, because he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. The so teams good. Keep buying him. Uh, I guess we're also getting used to a world where we don't have any of the kids. Can we just? Are we? Can we be done talking about Cincinnati? Is that okay? Um, or do we need to keep? talking about it well I, I yeah we haven't played in so long that it would be remiss for us to not just kind uh, of talk just kind of not damn it um well, well I, think... I can at least say uh well one, one thing that i do at least want to say is again this is from watching extended highlights and not the actual game but the cory burke did well enough that daniel gosdog should have scored Twice. One, maybe two goals at the end of the game. Yeah. So I, yeah. for once, can't blame Corey Burke for the reason uh, that this game was a draw. You know, I, I think I'm sure can, that he did other bad things, want. but yeah. he created yeah. enough that the top goal scorer on the team <laughs> should have scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chuck, what you missed is your uh, typical Corey Burke. I'm going to dribble it 800 times, and then Julian Carranza and I are going to pass it back and forth between the two of us. And in the interim, since he's going to get six guys behind the ball because we just keep passing, and uh, then nothing happens. Like, no, you shoot the ball, Silly yeah. Goose. No, you and shoot like, the ball, Silly Goose. I don't know Goose. what happens, like, today, or, well, I guess Monday in training after your forwards just decide not to shoot the ball, because literally the only thing I do is go, okay, guys, today you're going to shoot the ball for 90 minutes. Yep. I think it's one of those things that I think the... the I think the forwards on this team, just in general, look for the perfect shot. Sure. And, like, Bedoya's goal was... Not. Nowhere near a perfect shot. The ball was kind of chasing away from him, like whatever, and he was just able to wrap his foot around it and get it to go. And I just, yeah. but I just think like that's the thing is like just take the shot and see what happens. Like, right. yep. not that you just want careless shots, but like the more like, shots just, you put, yeah, get on target. And I mean, yeah, if they're if they're in the box, just take it. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna say shoot from thirty yards out, but. There like, is a there is a happy medium between Jose Martinez and uh, Corey Burke right now. Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, like a mentality thing too. I understand like they're not confident in their ability to score right now, but they should at least be confident in, enough in their ability to be a little off balance and go. If I hit this hard enough, it's at least going to force a save. Right. And and honestly, if you pepper a guy with fifteen twenty shots on target in a game. And you don't get the result, okay? You run to a high keeper. Unlucky, like, what do you yeah. do? Yeah, it, you're not having these long-winded discussions about why these strikers are underperforming so much. Right. Yeah. And it's also just like the opposite of Cincy's goal, right? Like, yep. Cincy's goal. There's no real reason for that one to go in. I mean, probably nine out of ten times Blake saves that one. He just yeah. happened to kind of overdive on this one and end up too far into the side netting, and Vasquez just put it back the other way. But it nine times out of ten, I mean, a defender also tracks um, Vasquez yeah. on yeah. Right. that. Right. So yeah, he hit that with my, a diving header too. <laughs> right. My point of that is like, just put it near the goal, and at yeah. some point something good will happen. And it may yep. not be pretty, and it may not be the thing you expect to happen, but like, just get it near the frame of the goal like yeah. it'll <laughs> if you win no one's gonna talk about like well that goal kind of sucked right? yeah, like, seriously like it goes in I, I don't really care um yeah. nobody on cincy is like dang i wish we wouldn't have scored that one right so we oh man if only you know if on only we looked more draw. like the Klopp and guardiola you know liverpool manchester city when we scored our goal that got us a point against a team that 
I mean, <laughs> I wasn't as mad at everybody as as a lot of other people apparently were that like all of the weird cross promoting union Cincy stuff on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they were mentioning it, but um, I don't I, think it was I the reason that people we like, got drew. Yeah. I didn't realize people got mad about that. Like, oh, they kind of were. It's like, I don't understand why people are being so friendly. We need to kill this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and like, we well, don't curb not stop agree Pat with Newman. them. Yeah, it's like, but I don't think beat the team, should. but everyone who's on that team who left the union left gracefully. Right. Yeah, so it's just like, it's due diligence for them. And like, no one really Well, actually, I, when they I, got ta- I, take, I take that back. Regattas technically did not leave gracefully. Everyone's like, what the fuck is going on when he unretired Chuck, and ended up Chuck, on Sensi? I'm going to stop you there. He left as a man full of grace. <laughs> okay, that doesn't okay. count. Oh, oh. But, okay. well, um, so, if yeah, if you're going to slander anyone on the way they left, even though I will not personally slander Ray Gaddis because he is an amazing human, that's, my um, that's, that's the one that you get for just yeah. what the heck happened. But also, no one wanted him starting for the union either. So right. easy. Yep. Hey, you, you know who did? Want... I, don't, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> you know who did want to start for the union? Nope. Um, for the United States, it's a bunch of our children. Um, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, who, we sent who, four kids Pax, who probably Quinn, Brandon and <laughs> Jack McGlynn. Jack, we, Jack McGlynn, who, who put a ball in the back of the net, scored a goal. Yeah, um, in this game that against Cincinnati. Per- that, well, that was and wasn't a perfect shot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they probably could have scored because one, all of our homegrown seems like doing that against Cincinnati to remind them that they don't, still, they still don't have academy, and then two, uh, apparently. You only shoot on this team when you're under 20. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Quinn and Jack have both scored, and Paxton. Three out of the four of our kids have scored goals, right, in this in this tournament? In this tournament in particular, I know two of them have. At I'm not two. sure about Quinn. Am I, am I making yeah, that up? Yeah, Quinn, Quinn hasn't scored yet. Okay, Quinn great. scored earlier in the year uh, in a friendly. But not this one. I believe. Um, but they're still killing it. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're just so good at the international level. Oh, well, I mean, I know they're not playing the most prestigious teams okay, and these things, but you still got to do the damn thing against who you're going up against. Hey, yeah. but here's the here's the deal. Yep, the Union Academy, more specifically, but the Union might actually qualify the U.S. for the Olympics. Yes, single-handedly. Just about, yeah. The the it's U.S. Nice might actually qualify for the Olympics. And and you hear years. the way Jack talked to us in the interview. He wants to go to the Olympics. Like these dudes want to go and represent the Olympics because you know it, it's the Olympics. Uh, you can give all the stigma you want around Olympic soccer, sure, bro. If you get a chance to go to the Olympics, you want to go to the Olympics, man. Yeah, you like, got like a that's... sweet jacket forever. Yeah, you yeah. never throw out that jacket. No, that's a cool jacket. Well, Great and jacket. and also they all get transfers. Oh right. Uh, and then I they mean, get more yeah, jackets. It's all just the point. Thanks, jacket. soccer expert Chuck. Yeah. And you get paid. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks, financial expert. <laughs> that's why he's here. I'm just the jacket expert. <laughs> the jacket expert. The, uh, no, no, no. You're the lifestyle okay. expert. Well, I, there you uh, go. Yeah. Make <laughs> uh, get more well-rounded. No, uh, 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 Jack McGlynn hit an absolute rocket, which would have been helpful. Paxton, I think, scored two against the CONCACAF powerhouse St. Kitts and Nevis, which would have been helpful. Um, <laughs> or just given his track record of scoring against Cincinnati, it would have been helpful. Uh, the bench wouldn't have been as short as it was. Again, I think Chris Donovan looked well in his five-minute cameo, but, like, good Christ, man, substitute somebody. Um, yep. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I think, um, I think, yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing that bothered me about this game is more than maybe anybody else on the field, I don't think I saw Madunian get to a full sprint at no. any point in this game. Yeah. Um, the dude walks around the field, and, like, if we had put pressure on their 
defensive midfielders in any way, shape, or form, you know, we might have scored well, two. Well, and that's what they were doing in the first 10 minutes. And then they yeah, got a exactly. goal, yeah. and they're like, we should stop doing that. It's like, no. Like, you have these guys that just run everywhere. Like, make them... Um, Matt Real got into the game. Yes. Yeah. Matt Real did indeed yeah. get into the game. He he ran a lot. Ran a lot. It was... I mean, I guess that's not doing much different than what Flock does normally. No, not really. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a difference between, like, relentless pressing so that you can call it relentless pressing and, like, smart pressure. Well, and I mean, I I'm, the... I, I'm fine with the pressing. It's just, like, what they well, do when the, they the first... win the ball and it's not a lot. The first, like, 10, 15 minutes, I think, was a good example of, like, when yeah. this works, this is what this looks like. And then yes. the remaining 75 were, oh, you're just running to run. I mean, the thing for me, so I, I said that right after the game. I said if the unit played the rest of the game, like, the first 20 minutes, they would have easily won they that game. They would win for nothing. And Paul said... They win most games that way. Yeah. doesn't Paul, matter who the opponent is. Paul responded to me and said, easier said than done. Of course it's easier said than done. Sure. But we're not... The the unit are not doing anywhere close to it. No, no, no. So so when I said that to you, I was like, well, yeah, I guess we could say that about any small sample size of time. But when you look at the dramatic difference in it, you're absolutely valid in what you saw difference wise between minute fifteen and minute seventeen right. onwards. Like where does so it go? that's why I. I you know I said it as a passing jab yes. to you, but yes, I am one hundred percent agree. It's just I mean, it, the game plan didn't have to change. If you play with fire and you get burnt, okay, that's like fine. You're at least showing competence in your build up and you're showing uh, the knowledge to attack them where you need to yep. attack them. Yep. And you'd be like entertaining in defeat and not just frustrating and having like eighteen and a half thousand people being like just just do it. And they're like, but yeah, we got a point. Yeah, but yeah, like, they, they, like but yes, like, you're the, not <laughs> losing all these games. Awesome, thank you, great. But like, good lord, the talent you have on the field is better than whatever this is. Yeah, the Union are um, undefeated in their last eight league matches. I love that. That's the pitch going into New York City, by the way. Um, with yeah. one win in their yeah. last eight league matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and like, like if they if they play the way that they played against Cincy against New York City, I don't care what field or lack thereof it's on, you're gonna get stumped. It just sucks that Portland felt like such a turning point. Yeah, right. Nope. And then it wasn't. Yeah. And at the and at this point, with the summer transfer window opening, I want the union to use their millions of dollars that they have sitting in the bank. Yeah. And um, who? What position would you like to use that on? Yes, I would like to use it on one of those shuttling midfield positions. I would preferably still use it on Bedoya's. Um, yeah, I understand reasons for benching Leon Flock as well, but I think that getting thirty minutes off of the bench of the first thirty minutes of the game, Bedoya is more valuable than him yep. starting a game. Yep. Well, think about how valuable that is to have. If you're able to, so, like, bring on Flock or Bedoya, you know, fifty in the fifty-five or sixtieth minute, like that—that that really is something you can utilize, and it's I, a, a good substitution I to think, do. Unfortunately, think... we sold that for pennies. Well, uh huh. I yeah, I think thirty uh-huh. to thirty-five <laughs> minutes of either of those guys off the bench is better than ninety minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes yeah. of both of them. I think you need to address left back, and I think you need to address shuttling midfield. Well, we're just going to pray that somehow the summer transfer window closes again and Kai Wagner is still here. <laughs> um, I mean, it's I get... I, I, I know, but like, if he leaves, this team has much bigger issues yeah. than just buying a midfielder. Because they'll need to tr- they'll need to actually move to the Christmas tree formation because mm-hmm. there won't be enough creativity anywhere on the field yeah. to yeah. make up for him creating enough for two people. Or they need to create it on both sides. They need to like triple their creativity if he's gone. Like yeah. any three new inputs to this team need to have even a shred so, of 
creative and then oh. so would you move to a back three and um restore olivia and Bizo to the lineup um <laughs> can i help it or no i'd, I'd rather go by pikachu <laughs> Hey, uh, Justin, I'll play devil's advocate with you. Um, yeah. If this game happened not right after the international break, would it have gone any better? Um, like, so... theoretically, if you had two weeks of training where, like, we on Flack and Michael Ura got to know each other a little better and, like, Gazdog's not away and, and all that stuff. I mean... <laughs> Like if yes, I mean you I would think, hope, I guess. Is that the I, yeah, right I mean I yes, I would think you're 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 on the right track there. I mean yes, I think that's right. Like I think if you if this is not right after an international break, where half your team is somewhere else in the world, right. um, doing great things by the way, no like nothing to take you know, away from a guy on our team scoring might, against England. Yeah, yeah. I mean you have Gazdag scoring against England. You have Martinez playing with Venezuela. You have Mbizo playing with wherever he was playing you have you know like you have these guys you know and then you have all your kids away so i think it's like hard when you come back and you're putting together what isn't really a scrap together lineup but you have like carranza and ure who haven't played a ton together you know you don't have sergio santos you like i think you're you're there's a lot of misses right now plus you have two um you know you have two weeks of people not being around so yeah i think it's hard yeah it's i still don't understand i still don't understand why the u20s didn't play during the real international break and are playing now yeah. and it's yeah. very annoying that would have been cool it's the dumbest thing i have heard in a while mm. i just no it really it, it makes no sense to do international games split up like this like it only serves to pull teams thin. And I, yeah. I don't care. I mean, it's true, but, like, at this point, we are the team that is going to be hit worst by this. Yeah. Other teams only have one or two players away, and they're players four. who may not even start yet. We have four that consistently at least not like even start, but, like, come options. off the bench. Yeah. Come off the bench every time. So it's it's hard to it's hard to equate those things. I mean, so, <laughs> devil's advocate to all of this, right, is we are one point out of first place, and we're, we're like playing... like, very firmly in the playoffs. We are um, playing the team this weekend who is in first place, so... Given, given their track record, I'd really say it's more like seven... <laughs> We're seven. It's seven. Well, actually, oh, points, sorry. No, I'm um, sorry. Point. It's two. No, it's um, it's two. Um, no, oh, I got I, I got the games that. played mixed up with oh, Rebels okay. and NYCFC okay. because NYCFC does have a game in hand on the Union currently. Okay. So at minimum, I would Four. take them winning their game in hand. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But you also, if you win this game this weekend, you also kind of take that game in hand back a little bit in the sense that you're not as even bad. if they win that game in hand you're not any worse they than also you were at this it, point it would also be nice if they like sold tati castellanos by this weekend yeah i'd love that yeah they turned into the revolution and they get rid of all their good players who knows? We might be about to do that. Well, <laughs> it hasn't happened to us yet. So no, we we only have we at least only have like one player legit generating interest right now. Yeah. Um, who's not a kid? Jose Martinez. <laughs> you can't shift this narrative. I would I Come would on. love to see Jose Martinez in Serie A, but um, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sure Jose Martinez oh would also love that for him. He would be, be a hero. Any, be, well, any depending team that on where he went. Maybe not at any like Lazio, team. but that's okay. That guy Absolute. against Cristiano Ronaldo would be fun, but Cristiano Ooh, Ronaldo is not in the Serie A anymore. No, um, no, he'll come back. I just, I don't think it, it's, it is just weird because like I feel like I've heard people say all, you know, all a couple of in the last couple of weeks and months, like oh the Union are really struggling, whatever, like. 
There's no other team with more than a plus five goal differential. Well, well, my, there's no there's no with team with loss. more than a plus one goal differential or plus two until you get to the Union, who are plus nine. So, like the Atlanta is plus two in ninth place with nineteen points. Everybody else is less than that, and then my, you have the yeah, Union at fa- nine, Red Bulls at nine, and the NYC at fifteen. My favorite discussion is how it's a weak Eastern Conference, pretending yeah. as if the Union aren't four points off the supporter shield race because it's like yeah. i mean at the end of the day if you don't lose games you're still in a pretty good position we learned that pretty well from nashville last year mm-hmm. um it's quite annoying because it is very easy to turn those teams into at those games into wins but like if you just don't lose you end up pretty well and still make yourself a pretty tough out to non-union teams in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. I just think the union are in a much better position than we feel like they are. It's been a rough couple of weeks for sure. But I think like the union are in a fine place overall. If they don't I also, think they're, I also think they're going to be a good yes. playoff team because these draws do at least speak volumes to resilience in some way yeah. you know if they give up that i do trust this team more than most teams in extra time uh penalty shootout <laughs> i have no idea but it it at least bodes well for a team that doesn't lose in 90 minutes as often as other teams do in mm-hmm. mls mm-hmm. so that does at least bode well for a playoff team but sure. you need to kind of really strengthen your position as much as you can to make sure that home field advantage really works yeah. as much as it can for you. Because let's face it, if the whole COVID debacle of last year doesn't happen, we're probably taking New York City spot in MLS final last year. Yeah. yeah. We're in a much different place. I mean, if we're defending MLS Cup champions, aren't we kind of just phoning the season in? Right? Depending. We're just kind of focusing on Champions League. And... Yeah, I was going to say. All that stuff. Yeah, we can talk about alternate universes all you want. That's on my different podcast, uh, Star Sploring with Paul. Um, It has exactly 12 listeners all time. Are they you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forget what I say a lot. For his own good. Well... On that. Not that I don't love you guys, but I'm bored with this conversation of Cincinnati oh, and Union yeah, Soccer. Oh. Yeah. With this conversation, he, he we, did preface we with this conversation no, but, of Cincinnati. But we're barely even talking about Cincinnati at this point. Yeah, I mean, we moved on to bigger and better things. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like how the Union aren't shooting and aren't making games exciting and yeah, everything like, else. Yeah, like it could be good, but we're not that good, but we're also not bad. And then Josh Wolf just dunks on the Eastern Conference whenever they get a point from an Eastern Conference team. Um, we need a good win to refresh yes, our our chi here. I hope we get that this weekend. I'm not optimistic, but you don't, you don't, yeah, you, don't need it. you don't need it this weekend. Because I'll take a draw in three days after. You've got Chicago, and oh. <laughs> they're doing great in Chicago. They're doing great. And we all know how that game goes. Yeah. Casper Shabilko scores a brace and we frustrate over a draw. I guess. So, I mean. Daddy Caspi hat trick. I guess a legit legit question is over these next three games. So, home against NYCFC. So, getting to play them on a real field. um, Away to Chicago. Away to Columbus without Cucho Hernandez yet. How many points do you need? To feel better about this team. To feel better. To feel better, no. To feel better, seven. How bad are you feeling right now? Well, no, no, no. Let's let's speak from the perspective we find ourselves in. You just mentioned our undefeated streak of one wins and seven draws. Mm -hmm. You want to finish this three-game stretch with... One win, one win, one draw, one loss. Did you say you're happy with... Oh, you said five points. So that yep. would be a win and two draws. It would be. I don't know if that sits 
Nope. I don't know if that nope. sits terribly well. With I it. think it depends nope. which ones are which, though. Here's here's what I would take. I'll mm-hmm. throw a little bit of a controversial opinion in. Okay. I would actually take six, with the second two games being wins. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's you take a I loss, five, but you get two wins. Yes. Well, I would actually take us getting killed this weekend, like literally obliterated off the field this weekend. If that wakes the team up, that'd be mm-hmm. fine. No, I'd absolutely uh-huh. be fine with that. Like, give me a fiery. If it wakes the team about. up, if it does not wake the team up, then I don't want it. But if it wakes the team up, then I so do. the way this team plays, I still think that you get six points. I'm happy with six points, mm-hmm. but they're losing in Chicago. Well, that's fun because I was gonna say like. <laughs> I'll take any points at all that New York City give us or we get from them. Like, as long as that's not a loss, I'm like, cool. And then I think you need to, like, massacre Chicago. Because And then it it depends on which version of Caleb Porter's Columbus Crew shows up. Well, at least least as of right now, no version of his Columbus Crew rolls up that can do anything of worth oh, okay um, so they're still like really bad yeah no they're, oh, they're okay, cool. like until until the transfer window opens and they get their sixth most expensive signing in mls yeah. history who With i know when to give them which the ball. it's it well it's funny because i like cujo hernandez as a player sure. i like cujo hernandez in columbus yeah I don't like him being the sixth most expensive signing in mls, MLS history, history. <laughs> yeah um yeah. Funny how um, blowing money just adds quite some perspective to things, but not our money. And no, um, but like going back to Paul's mentality discussion, that like people will be expecting this team to lose to NYCFC and like yep. not play well against yep. them. They generally play NYCFC pretty tough, and at home, I trust their abilities to make that team look silly because the only reason that they're able to do what they do is because passing they can pull teams apart in a way that the union usually don't fall apart defensively yeah mm-hmm. chicago just being an absolute clusterfuck of you don't know what you're gonna get yep. just screams of another game in which the union get up 30 seconds in the game and then allow two goals to fabian herbers and lose thank you and then columbus does not have a striker Therefore, um, they won that game. Strike. And I don't even know what Zellerion's like health situation is currently, but I assume that the union are able to pocket him and Nagby well enough. Yeah. Well, and that's also not necessarily the Portland Timbers, Darlington, Nagbe of old. Yeah. I... Because that dude was a menace. This one is not as menacing. My thing, my thing is, I think no matter where we get the two wins, like we need two wins in the next three games just That's to prove great. that we can get out of the slump. I feel to like prove the that problem. We can win again. Yeah, and I think so. The problem for me is just like, I think if we get to, if we get to the end of these three games and we only have five points, I'm struggling with like where is our mentality depending on how that we get those five points if we have four points then i'm really not any better than where i am right now and mm-hmm. so i think it really depends on like i mean if you if we get five points in like one of the games jose martinez decides to dive in on somebody and gets a red card and then we fight back from one nothing down and still get a draw and then you know we get a win and a draw other than that like i think i'm okay with that I think for me, like, we just need to prove that we can win again. And so I need at least two in these next three games to, like, prove to even myself. And if the other, and that's why I'm saying if the other one is a loss, like, I'm okay with that as long as we're at a point where we're getting wins again. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I would, I would take up and down rather than plateauing at not good enough to win. Also, I mean, I, I wonder too, is this. Because it is one of the things that it's harder to tell when someone's actually here. But is this when you see, again, what Pat Noonan brought to the union? I don't think so. Because I mean, 
just means Cincy is doing a lot of what we would like the union to do, just with worse players. Yeah. It, it's just I don't it, want to it, give him that. No, much it, credit, though, do I? I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that like he was responsible for everything that the union did because I think Jim Curtin is a great coach and a great motivator. Um, but I feel like it's hard to place a value on assistant coaches as a whole, yes, unless they're gone. I just think. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I struggle with that. Like, even you saying, like, well, the Cincinnati's doing what we want them to do. Well, Cincinnati has seven losses on the season. Guess how many the Union still have? Oh, yeah, that's right. One. Right. So, well, I, yeah, I think, I, like, I, I, for I, me, if you if you get through this session with – if you get through the next three games with six points, you're right back to 8-1, eight, 8-2, eight, and 8. And that feels very different than – yeah, I mean, six, I mean, six, one, and ten, and, yeah. and yeah, I mean, explicitly when it comes to chance creation, ter- yeah. shots out of nowhere, and things yeah. of that nature. I do not mean anything that has to yeah, do yeah. with their wide open defense. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm generally okay where the union are right now. I just feel like we. I just need some wins to make me feel a little bit more comfortable about oh, yeah. where this team can go in the playoffs. I mean, it's still coming into the season, be happy with top three in the East. They're yeah, still, still third there. in the East with yeah. a great chance at winning it. So, like, I get the feeling of being disappointed with how some of these points have come. But also, like, the toughest part of the season is, like, over. Mm-hmm. I guess in and this I was going to say and also I'm not disappointed with the way that like just to clarify that. I'm not disappointed with the way this season has gone. Oh so no, I, I'm not referring I'm more, to you at all. I am referring to the general consensus of what we see around the union. I'm more ambivalent about the season. Like I just right now in the way the last 8 games have gone especially nothing makes me excited about watching the union right now. Like I don't I don't get to Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, like whatever it is, and be like, oh my gosh, the union are on. I want to watch. Like, I want to, I want to, or cool, they're at home. Like, I want to go and be there in the stadium. Like, there's nothing right now that's making me want that. Oh, yeah. No, I I feel like another draw is coming down the road. (laughs) Yeah, no. But I'm just like ambivalent toward it. I should not be happy after games that I had ESPN Plus issues and wasn't able to watch that game. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be like, oh, dodged a bullet there. Thanks. I think a lot of this comes down to is this team is struggling and they still find themselves fighting up there. Yeah. So from a it's a real first world issue we seem to be having here, but a genuine one at that. Yeah. Because you see what yeah. this team can be when they perform at their highest. You're thinking, wow, this team could really pretty much win anything if they just figure out these one or two issues mm-hmm. and – and really, it's, it's a shame, but like again, we're still up there. And really, if you look at the Eastern Conference table right now, if past Philadelphia, like if you would actually flip that table, that would feel like a pretty normal Eastern Conference <laughs> table. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you if if it was Philadelphia and then Chicago, DC, Toronto, Columbus, you go, oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's like normal <laughs> Eastern Conference table. But I'm just glad that the Union aren't in the spot that Columbus, Toronto, D.C., and Chicago are in. Yep. And Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Atlanta. Atlanta's been struggling, though. Like, but, they're, they're, it isn't... but remember, to Atlanta, they're a big team. They're not allowed to struggle. I don't know, but I've expected them to miss the playoffs the last couple of seasons, so I don't care that they're not in the playoffs. Oh, no, I think right it's – I I just think it, it is, like, the funniest thing that, yeah, Toronto's going to get Insigne, like, almost too far out of playoffs for him to make a difference, and that right. defense is so bad that it doesn't matter. DC, <laughs> has, DC has one of the most exciting players in the league in um, Taxi, second bottom in the East. Well, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Chicago. They're just Chicagoing again. Yep. Um, Caleb Porter could be out of Columbus again. Tomorrow, Atlanta's bad. 
And then even in the West, you finally have Adrian Heath's seat getting hot because mm. Minnesota's out of the playoffs. Colorado were first. They're out of the playoffs right now. Sporting KC, again, bad. Portland, bad. San Jose, bottom of the league. Yep. Just what what a time in MLS. Yeah, it really is a cluster bleep. But this team finds itself still in a good spot. Somehow. I mean, in the, a pretty good spot. The Let's un- get some wins. The Union are consistently one of the most consistent teams in, in the league. <laughs> consistently consistent. That's what I don't want. That's what I don't want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I write write thousands of words a day, and the best thing that I could come up with was consistently consistent. (laughs) Listen, I'm fine when we get into September and October talking about this team being consistent. But right now, yep. we need to be getting some points. Yeah, Justin yep. wants volatility in his soccer team right now, okay? For the next couple weeks. Yeah, because you might it. as well make these times exciting. Yeah. What a, yeah. It's like, you know. what, do you want to cut? You don't, soccer can't become baseball where you're just coasting through the entire season and then, mm. like, the last two weeks are, like, the real, oh, man, the stakes are so hot. There's enough games give me, give me some juice. Give me Listen, some juice. when you're talking about oh, U.S.-based soccer right now, I'm watching the Union that are consistently okay consistent. and somehow getting draws, <laughs> and then I'm watching a consistently bad team in the Riverhounds who can't seem to find an identity or figure out anything that's happening. So Justin's um, going to start watching it's just bad. or something. I might yeah. watch some other things on Saturday nights going Cornhole. forward. Yeah, competitive oh. corn, collegiate <laughs> competitive cornhole on ESPN mm-hmm. Five. seven plus man, ESPN plus man, and it I'll won't work you. and then he'll get elevated to level two ESPN plus customer I, support and then him and Chuck will be I in just, the same I just play football manager and um, create my own reality. There you cool. go. There you go. Nice. Paul just wants to eat hop chip. <laughs> for, for, for your visual reference, Paul is so done with this podcast. It looks like he's going to fall asleep. He's right laying now. down. Justin talked about how he's bored like 15 minutes ago. Chuck, I think we should just end this. I think so. I think so. Uh, over under, how many fans get kicked out of uh, Subaru Park on the NYCFC side this weekend? Four. Four it is. Four people. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Four is a pretty good guess. Four is a good number. I'll take the over. I know how to set odds. I'm thinking it's four. Yeah. I just want. I just want to see it. Hole away. How does section that? It's dismissed. just someone just kind of I'll... points and makes a rectangle, and then they just go get out, and then yeah, just that's it. Yep. I'll be working the. I'll be working the VAR booth, so I'll keep an eye out for unruly. Unruly fans. <laughs> what are you gonna well, do? Actually, tip off there, the VAR? It, like, it, hey, brother, you gotta get those guys out of here. <laughs> actually, Paul, is there anything? Speaking of that, is there anything that you're allowed to say? From your experience at the booth, yeah. Uh, so if the, if this wasn't already mentioned, uh, I now work for ProSphere and Hawkeye. Like, so I'm working for the entity I swore to destroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you no, sold they're out. They're very man. good people. They're That's, very nice. You just mean uh, you're going to destroy from the inside, even though you yeah. can't say that. Uh, no, stop, Chuck. <laughs> um, I'll. I'll read my ND- I'll read my NDA over to check as to what I can speak to. What I know that I can say is that the conversational tone that referees have throughout a game is so funny. Like these guys <laughs> are really like broing out the, the, the seeing like a goalie catch the ball and going, "Holy crap, did he catch that?" Like, it, it, nice. you know, it's okay. very much All like right. they are just as impressed as what, like, some of these I guys do. And, I like, get it. they're able I to get... monitor the pressure and tension of games, like, as a unit. It, it really is fascinating. I'll look more into it to see what I can shed some light on. But the guys. first experience was great. I can't wait to go back and see what else I get to hear. That's right, folks. At VFTB Pod, if you want to tell Paul that he's now just doing image consultancy work for Pro, and using <laughs> our podcast as a way to make me try to like Soren Sleika again. Well, I'll, uh, uh, yeah, I was to say, yeah. yeah, just tell Paul that he's evil. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That's a yellow card for time wasting, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> They don't like time wasters. Mm, not mm. not in our parts. No, no. Time splitters too though. Love that game. Uh, 
Anybody anybody else have anything before we get out here? Nope. No? Great. Excellent. No, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually impressed that we dragged it on this long. Yeah, good for us. So was Justin. He was ready to be out of here like 30 minutes ago, but too bad. <laughs> oh, well. Here's where he ends with out of spite. You have just listened to an episode of Season 4 of Using the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at VFTBPod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftb for all of our latest merch. Or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash vftbpod. Thanks for listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is also a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, content, and other podcasts For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.